Hi, welcome to this week's second episode of the Dramatic Dream Dragons podcast. Or it might be the first because it might even either it comes out on Sunday or it comes out on Monday. But either way, I am Sonder Bjorn. I am the host of the Dramatic Dream Dragons. I am joined by both Yannick and Dylan today. Our second recording this week on this on Sunday. We had our biggest recording earlier this week with Chris Brooks. And the reception we have gotten from that episode has been amazing. I am so just happy about it. And yeah, everything that came together for, to get that episode out was awesome. And the reception we've gotten is crazy. Uh, so I just wanted to start off plugging that. If you haven't heard the Chris Brooks interview, go listen to it. It's not too late. Especially the first half is kind of timeless because we talked about a lot of stuff, not just in DDT, but just him and a lot of his thoughts on things. Uh, and I thought he gave some really interesting answers, uh, to, to be honest. I was really impressed with his interview. And uh, for for you guys, I was really happy for you both and proud of you. I know it was such a big thing uh, to have him on. And it just uh, came together so well. And like you said, so much great response to it so thank you to everybody who listened and checked out the show and maybe you didn't even know the show before and you heard that interview and you're like oh i want to hear what these guys got to say and uh, chris was very nice too that uh, he made it feel like you know he respected us and our, and our knowledge so that was very good as well but i was very happy for you guys afterwards and i knew when i was doing the show i knew that it was good <laughs> to be honest. Uh, I, I really felt that way. So I'm happy that everybody agreed with me and I wasn't just being an egomaniac for, for once there, but it was a lot of fun to do and I uh, loved having them on. Hopefully everybody enjoyed it. And like I said, maybe you didn't even know the show and welcome to all the listeners that didn't know us before. Yes. Maybe you're on here now. Yes. I, I've noticed a lot of people that I, I've never seen say, Hey, I'll check this out now. This is cool. I, I didn't even know you guys existed and stuff like that. Uh, and a lot of people, a lot of people were like, "How did you guys get Chris? <laughs> That's insane!" And yeah, it is insane. And the basic answer to that, that is Yannick met him. <laughs> yeah, ask. just ask nicely. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, we will of course uh, talk about DDT Big Bang at the end of the episode this week because it chronologically happened. Uh, like just recently, compared to the Cork and Hall show from Dragon Gate, we will start about. But yeah, first of all, we are brought to you by the Five Star Network. Uh, head on over to the Five Star Network.co to listen to all the other podcasts like Stardom Quest, Pure Gems, High Fly Flow, and the No Limit Wrestling Show. And yeah, we and Wrestle Update. Yeah, let's not forget about Wrestle Update. Yeah, 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 I'm sorry. Update. Right. But yeah, uh, head on over to that net, uh, to the Five Star Network for all those shows. I wanted to plug it now because we are gonna have have some new listeners listening to this that came in for the from the Chris interview. So yeah, we big, of course big shout out to the Wrestle Update. Um, I listened to the show uh, with the GCW reviews, the homecoming shows. At that, Annie has a great uh, energy. But like the dichotomy between Eddie, who loves the stuff, and Dylan, who has never seen it before, 
or not in years. It was really good. Really yeah, actually, I I was shocked at how many people I knew, to be honest, on the show. Because, I mean, on those particular shows, they're doing a Freedom storyline right now. There, So I did know, like, a vast majority. Outside of, like, there was a couple of guys, like the Charles Mason in the suit. I was like, what's with this guy? And he, he gave a lot of good information. I honestly enjoyed that way, way more. I said on the last episode, I, th- I thought the Chris interview was more fun than I thought it would be. But that was like a galaxy level of, of more interesting to me than I thought it would be when I did it. And Nello, that was all Nello that did that as well. And uh, we actually have a new episode, too. We're talking about All Out and uh, Payback as well. So we're covering everything. And it built up the GCW episode. It's built up to the war games they're going to do next month. So good c- continuity coming. And a special episode next week, too, with the... Uh, a little bit more of a personal episode with me and Nello on there too. So that's going to be a lot of fun. You're going to look out for that, but thank you so much for listening. You're welcome. For sure. Uh, but yeah, we are going to talk about Drangate for the first part of this episode. And they had a Corgan Hall show on the 7th of September last Thursday, uh, this Thursday. Um, this Corgan Hall show was of course, main evented by the big debut and return of Takuma Nishikawa, or should we call him now, TN Revolution. (laughs) And yeah, uh, a reported, by Dragon Gate, reported uh, 1.1320 in attendance in Corrigan Hall. Um, Yeah, sure. Keep telling you guys that, but yep, that it didn't look that quick, but yep. Uh, opener, uh, Natural Vibes, KC, and Strong Machine J defeated Kota Minora and BB Hulk of Go Class in 9 minutes and 25 seconds when Strong Machine J hit the, stro- hit the machine suplex. Uh, a fun opener. What do you, do you guys have any strong feelings about this match? I got some strong feelings, all right, but not about this match. Here you go again, Sandre. I told you last week, r- there are no liars in wrestling. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> That's one thing that never happens in wrestling, and here you are, trying to insinuate more lies. So we will have to see. Uh, I felt like you know a lot of people agreed with me that there's not a lot of lying in this industry. This is one of the more honest industries in the world. No corruption or anything like that. And here you are saying that perhaps the attendances may have been inflated, and I, I do not support this. I think clearly everything is legit, and I don't have anything to say about the match itself. But it was the, the, I, I had to call you out on that because I told you last week. <laughs> Good that you started that bit with "I feel like." But yeah, I like the I like the opener. It's a bit of an unusual opener uh, for those Dragon Gate um, shows there. They're always quality, like this one was too, but they're mo- mostly a bit more high speed. Yeah. Um, uh, but I liked it. Yeah. Then the next match it was a six-man tag. Ultimate uh, Dragon, Kagetora, and Punch Tomonaga lost to the Natural Vibes trio of UT, Jason Lee, and Jackie Funky Kame after 10 minutes and 8 seconds when Jackie Funky Kame pinned Punch Tominaga with the Jackin uh, La Marge's troll, I think. Yeah, this was, again, just a fun six-man. Nothing much to talk about. Oh, was it the Jackin knife or was it La Marge's troll? 
eat either one of those. <laughs> it's not the same. It's oh, shout out, shout out to Konamik who calls her Jackie knife the Mike Mike knife. It uh, the funny thing about the finish was that it was right in front of Ultimo, and Ultimo didn't do anything to break it up because he was just done with the match. Yeah, it was a totally nothing match, but currently I enjoy Punch, so it was okay. And JFK won. Yeah, that's good. Then there was a three-way match: Masaki Mochizuki, uh, Konomawa, and versus Konomawa Ishikawa versus Don Fuji. Don Fuji gained the victory after. Really, was this only four minutes and five fifty-four seconds? That's crazy, but it was a Boston Crab on Konomawa that got him the win. Uh, yeah, this was full-on comedy. It was made a ladder match from the orders of, of Konomawa, but it was just one ladder. Um, or was it a step ladder? Or was was it a step ladder? Uh, uh, referee Yagi got got really involved in this match and was the highlight of the match for me because he almost pinned Konomawa Ishikawa. That was fun. Yeah, this was fun. This was a fun comedy match. Nothing more. I saw a lot of people that really enjoyed this, and even like people that don't necessarily watch Dragon Gate. Oh yeah, Velke loved it. Yeah, um, for me this wasn't, this didn't really hit uh, the peak, but you know it's a five minute comedy match. Uh, it wasn't bad. It was amusing. You know I've been watching Konomama Ishikawa and Stalker Ichikawa and Hollywood Stalker Ichikawa a long time now. And I think you two are the lowest people on, on his work that I've ever met. Uh, like you, you guys are never that into his comedy. And usually people go crazy over him. That I, when I first no, I, no, no, no. I, I, am, no, no, I no. am when I watch him. I am when I watch him. I'm just not really that good at keeping notes of what of the antics he does. But when I watch him, I am very entertained by him. The on-demand Rushmore of comedy wrestlers. He Let's call it on-demand Rushmore of current comedy wrestlers. There are two faces. Um, and he doesn't make it. <laughs> for, but it's Hirata, Sakura Hirota are the top, and then comes uh, Konamama Ichikawa. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I I really enjoy it. Like, just listen to uh, to our resume of um, Ichikawa versus Shingo. Like, we all all love this. Um, this was fine, you know, but you can't compare it. I always have a t- the time of my life watching him. I'm just never remember that much of what to say about him. <laughs> I, I, I feel I feel like we've had a conversation before where you were more negative on him, but if, if no, you say no, you no, like no. him, then, then, I, then I'm... Not, not you, Yannick, but Sandra so, so on there. But uh, if you like him, then you like him, and I appreciate that, because I, I enjoyed this a lot. I enjoy all of his matches pretty much. Yeah, but yeah, we move over to another six-man tag. Daiki Yanaguchi, Ryu Fuda, and Shuji Kondo. Lost to the Seabrats trio of Kai, Hyo, and Ishin. The only Seabrats members in Japan right now. Uh, after a double bicep sent on from Hyo uh, after 7 minutes and 34 seconds. 
and he pinned Dakianaguchi. Yeah, uh, this was like good, but not nothing special. <laughs> like they had the chance to do something here with Fuda because he has a bit of momentum right now. He has gotten a win. He has gotten two wins actually now, and he had a great singles match with Yuki Yoshioka, which on the on one of the YouTube uploads I definitely recommend watching that one. Yes, and I just feel like they could have just set up a a match with Ishin and Fuda here, or they could have set up something with Zebra. They could have done so much more, but this was just a normal Zebra match, and they went home. Absolutely. Um, not not absolutely actually. Um, because I'm pretty sure I'm higher than you on the match. I quite enjoyed it. Um, I, I did enjoy it. <laughs> Stop putting words in. I I I then did enjoy say it. it. Then I say said it. it was good. I at the start of the of talking about the match, <laughs> I said it was good. I just was disappointed by the, it not leading it to anything. Yes. Listen to this rage you point. started, Yannick. See, see, we need the emotions. See, this is why we started with Dragon Gate. So we can be negative for the first ha- hour. And then bring it back to fun when we talk about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, shout out to, to Daiki, or how they call him now, Gucci. Like, they just... They just took the difficult to pronounce part of his name and threw out all the rest. Yes. It's not just Gucci. Um Yeah, these two are my boys, and I I thought for some reason this kind of worked, even though it was all secrets bullshit. And I'm kind of confused by that. But we don't Sondra said everything. Um, we all wanted something to happen and nothing did. Story of Dragon Gate. Yeah. I miss you, Shun. I, I really miss Shun. I, it's like really bad how much I miss him. And I, I know he has, had, he has had a pretty good match in, in the States right now that I got pretty good reviews actually from people in the building. I heard him and Kevin Blackwood in on Prestige Roseland Six on the first uh, of September was a really good match uh, that I heard from people that don't watch Dragon Gate at all, but who were in the building, and they were really impressed by him. But I just miss Shun for because he's the highest, like he's the highest ranked heel. Seabrats without him feels so empty, and it's just I don't know. Uh, come back soon, please. Yeah. The, the rest of September will be like this, because he will be gone on the, until the start of October. So, but yeah, speaking of the start of October, after that, the intermission happened, and Masaki Mochizuki came out to announce the card for Biden Zero Volume 3. Uh, happening... Yeah, I already forgot that happened. <laughs> happening on October 5th, presented by Lek. Again, the Lek president was out with Mochizuki. Um, and then he got dove on at the end of the show. But yeah, uh, happening in Shinjuku Face, like the two other Biden Zero shows, and happening live on Dragon Gate Network. Uh, the card here is 
match number one, Punch Tominaga and Ryu Kawamura from Pan- Pancrase Yokohama, uh, or Pancrase uh, Mission, I think, versus Ryu Fura and Ikaru Sato. So there is a like change in... Normally, it's been uh, Punch and someone versus Ryu Kawamura and Sato on the other Binance, and now Punch is teaming up with Kawamura, so that's cool. Uh, then an open a Warigate championship match. Kikitaru, ver- uh, the champion, versus private citizen Mononori Sawa. Not uh, Lingerie Muto, but it might, he might end up being Lingerie Muto. Then a six-man tag. Mochizuka Jr., oh, he... This was originally Kaito Nagano when he, they announced it, but now it's Mochizuka Jr. And Yoshiki Kato and Ryu, uh, Ryu Tanaka versus the Noah rookies of Kai Fujimura, Taichi Osawa, and Yu Owara. Then a tag match, Yamato and Don Fuji versus Take- Takeshi Sugura and Masakitamiya, both of Pro Wrestling Noah. I am looking forward to that match. And then the main event, uh, probably the strongest match on the card for me and for everyone else. Masaki Mochizuki and Fujita Jr. Ayato of Michinoku Pro Wrestling versus Dragon Kid and Masaru Tanaka of Pro Wrestling Zero One. So yeah, I pretty pretty good final two matches on this show. The Sponge Show is here to represent. And when you need a big main event, you obviously turn to zero one to come in. But it should be based sponge. It should be good though. Like I said, the the main event is going to be really good. Uh, like all of those guys are there to do some big things, and you have a little bit of a, a different style with the Owari Gate in the undercard as well. So it's a nice little show here. It's it's nothing that I you know is like vital viewing on paper, yeah. but it's a nice show. And it will be live on the network, so we will. Yeah, I'm always really looking forward to the the rookie matches, um, and especially like the the Noah rookies outside of Noah, so they may finally get to do something. Um, I heard really good things. I'm happy Fuda got the match, and he obviously fits on this card like fits like a glove. Yeah. Uh, also... Mochi Mochi needs to stop protecting his son. Yeah. Put him put him against Fujita Jr. Hayato, let him die. Make us happy. Uh, speaking of Fujita Jr. Hayato, they announced uh, the rematch between him and Yamato will be happening in Yamato's hometown of Iwate on November 18th and it will this time it will be for the Toko Jr. Heavyweight title and that will of course be in Michinoku Pro so there's a 50-50 chance that we will ever see this match. Uh, but yeah, I hope we do. I really hope we do. Then... It's just sad to me that, Yannick, you want someone to die. Here, you just said that. I mean, yes, I did. For what, for what reason? I feel like this is like For an my personal thread. enjoyment. That's what it's all about. Exactly. But yeah, uh, that was the intermission, the announcements made during that. Then a six-month tag followed that. Mochizuki Jr., Susumi Mochizuki, and Osushi Kanda of M3K versus Naruki Doi, Eita, and Takeshi Yoshida. Eita pinned Mochizuki Jr. with the camel clutch 
uh, after 11 minutes and 58 seconds. I was distracted as hell during this match, and I have not yeah. gone back to rewatch it. Yeah. You, you guys do want to know why I was distracted? Because someone said that they saw Utami Hayashishita yes! <laughs> in the crowd, and I immediately started searching throughout the video file for her. Yeah, that was hilarious. Um, and then, then it came out, okay, Micah and Himika were there. And then, like, four or five actress uh, girls were there. Yep. <laughs> in, the, in the funniest constellation. Um, so, Konamik and uh, Asakumiya, okay, makes sense. With Maru, for some reason, who isn't only... The big bad heel, but also twice their age. Yeah. And someone else, I forgot. And Kiran, who's also Kiran. Oh, okay, yeah. But yeah, the, a lot of Joshi wrestlers were in the crowd uh, in Corrigan, so at least they helped the attendance for Dragon Gate. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, uh, I was distracted during this match. Did I miss much? Yannick said no. I probably couldn't tell you three things that happened, and I watched it. Exactly. So. Yeah. But yeah, shout out to the Joshi wrestlers in the crowd for Dragon Gate. That's awesome. Ada Fest 2023. <laughs> then, the, the first of our two big matches on this show happened. The Big Boss Shimizu versus Raver Generation Leaders match series number four. Uh, this was the fourth a match in the series of Big Boss Shibazu versus the Big Six. And he defeated Ben K after 70 minutes and 31 seconds with a shot put snam. And I thought this match for the first part was pretty nothing, but then it kicked into a crazy gear and got really good. But the first like 10, 8 minutes were very, I don't remember anything of that, but then it really kicked into gear and had a lot of good spots. And Ben started dropping big uh, Shimizu on his head with Germans, and yeah, it, it was fun. It ended up being really fun, and Shimizu got the win in a awesome way, in a pretty dominant way. What did you guys think about this, Dylan? I thought it was pretty smart how they really tried to establish early on that Big R, uh, Big R, Big Boss was the stronger of the two uh, early in the early going. Like, they had a lot of strength spots, and really, Ben K really only got the advantage after kind of a misdirection uh, that led to him throwing him into the post. So he kind of had that sneaky way to get over him, but on their own, one-on-one, Big Boss was winning constantly against him, and I thought that was a really well-done story overall. And like you said, when... They hit the next gear, things got... Like, when it got good, it got great. And it was so mm. good by the end. I was really into this match by the end. Both of these two did a great job, as I knew they would uh, here. And Ben K looked good, even in defeat. Uh, like, they gave him up there, but they really put over Shimizu st- strong here and make it, made him look like a million bucks. And Ben K's great at that, too. I just I think Ben K is just a great overall talent. Everybody knows his charisma right now, the Cheeky Cheeky. Uh, his wrestling has always been strong. But then you see him here in a position where he really, his job was to make Shimizu look better. And I thought he did it so flawlessly. And Shimizu was just awesome. So great match, I thought. Really strong stuff between the two. Yeah. 
Yannick. Um, this was a good match, especially towards the end, as you guys said. And to me, like the story, it makes sense totally, but it didn't like jump off the wall, um, story-wise. So I'm kind of let down. I expected more, and it's a match that left my memory pretty fast. Yeah, I can see that that part of it also. Uh, I I'm really into this story. Uh, Shimizu, like, this is gonna be the story for the next two months until they get to Gates of Destiny in Osaka. Mm. <laughs> uh, I hope uh, Kikura has another defense in Korokin between now and then because he feels very cold right now. And we, we, Without having a title match between now and Osaka, which happened in, in November, um, they I think they are saving all of the uh, the 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 Strong Machine J match and the Yukio Shoka match, which are the next matches in the series. I think they are saving those for the bit for big shows. Uh, the, I'm guessing the Strong Machine J one will happen on the first quirk in in. No, that, that one was already announced, I think. Oh. Isn't it on uh, what are the next name shows? Did they? Yeah, yeah. Gate of Destiny? No, Gate of, Gate of Destiny is in November. And... Yeah, so what's the October name show? It's... Is it Gate of Origin? That may be, yes. Because that, that was where I expected it to be. Uh, Shimizu versus uh, versus um, Yoshioka because that's the bigger venue of the. Mm. I'm yeah. honestly more into him than any of the big six, to be honest. Like his his story going into it, he's like the one person because that feels like don't have a story. <laughs> why exactly? Like they're the rest are all cold or gone, obviously. But he's the only one on this show to me. And obviously the main event, we'll talk about the who came in, but he's the only guy on this roster that feels like there's any fire reason to Yeah, yeah. Because he him. is because not he doesn't feel like that or he does feel like the only one because he is the only one. They put zero effort into the uh into anything at the moment. But I feel like at this point that's really a problem. I mean it is a problem. I like you're not wrong for for feeling that way, certainly. But also, we've been this, we've been down this same road so many times on these shows. I feel like now, if you expect more than they give you, that's kind of on you. Yeah, yeah, shown us yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I agree because, and that's the the reason why I'm not as let down with this show um, as I would have been like two months ago. They yeah, haven't announced I, when uh, Strong Machine J and Big Boss is happening. I think I, they said it on the feed, um, but um, like they haven't tweeted about it then. Yeah, they haven't tweeted about it though. And I, I'm looking at the website also in the schedule and okay. And it's a it's a good story. Like honestly, it's simple. It's not like flashy or anything like that or any crazy twist that we've seen so far. Anyway, uh, just a guy working his way up to the champion, like by beating yeah. the guys that he needs to. Yeah, uh, and. For Kikura, I feel like he should have one more title defense to flesh out his reign even more before that. 
match between him and Shimizu because that is going to be a while until. But could have been so easy. It could they... have been so easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, he is now three for one in his series. He can, uh, he, if he beats uh, Strong Machine J next, he will be ending on a positive score over the big six anyway. Like then he will be four, four one going into Yoshioka. And him and Yoshioka doesn't really need to be a win for him to, for him to have a positive score. Uh, of course, they haven't. We don't know if the the score matters anything into it, but I I like to think it does, which is why I have a feeling that Strong, Strong Machine J is gonna sneak out an upset here. Versus, uh, yeah, I would him. love that. And then um, him yeah. versus Yoshioka is gonna be about can he get a positive score over the big six, or will he end on a three three a basically a draw. Because he has beaten, he has beaten Kikura, uh, uh, Big, uh, Ben K, and Shun Skywalker, but he has lost to Koto Minora. But yeah, I, I am, I'm excited to see where this leads. Big Roshimitsu feels like the hottest guy in the company right now, <laughs> uh, except for maybe the new guy, which we who we're gonna talk about now. In the main event of this Corrigan Hall show was the debut of Takuma Nishikawa or re-debut because he had a couple of expedition matches but this was his first official match in Dragon Gate proper uh, because he has been on excursion he was sent straight to excursion to Mexico from the dojo No, no debut on the regular roster before that and was sent straight to Mexico and now this was his first match after one year in Mexico and uh, just a pop when he came out of the out of the curtain told me that this was a big deal for everyone and they have they of course had represented this as a big deal in the lead up to the show and I was very I was looking forward to seeing how Takuma Nishikawa would perform and he performed really well in my opinion but yeah, this was Yamato, Dragon Kid, and Takumi Nishikawa versus the best trio in Dragon Gate. D-Courage, Dragon Daya, Madoka Kikura, and Yuki Oshioka. D-Courage would lose when Dragon Daya got pinned uh, by a limit bomb from Takumi Nishikawa at the 40 minutes and 20 seconds. And that, that finishing stretch was amazing. But yeah, what did you guys think about this match before we talk about the post-match? I don't think you, yeah, I don't think you can say anything bad about this match. Um, it was hot straight out of the gate. Um, obviously, like Yamato and drink it or like irreli- uh, old reliable. Um, but Nishikawa really felt like the the shiny new toy. Yeah. Um, all the eyes were on him and. I think he did no wrong in the match. This really feels like I was thinking back to the episode that we did um, maybe two episodes back, but you were talking about how you and Jay had that conversation and about how things are a little stale right now. This feels like 
like all of this felt like this is their answer to all of that. Uh, yes. pretty much was to, was to get him. Like like this is what they've come up with. The new guy came in, and they went all in in this main event, giving him the win, and giving him a chance to shine. The whole match was built around him. Like you said, Sandre, the crowd was into him right away. It felt like a special thing. Putting him in the main event was the absolute right call uh, from a promotional standpoint. It made it feel bigger than it is. And, and the whole company being how it is kind of made it that way as well, artificially, in my opinion. But still, though, it worked out and he looks great. Uh, another great young talent. I didn't come away of this, I will say. It's not like he like blew everyone out of the water. Like it was somebody nobody had ever uh, seen before. Like it was a good debut. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't like somebody came in. That's like, Whoa, we've never seen somebody like, like Anzai in all Japan right away. Felt like this guy is going to be the ace of the company. <laughs> like this didn't feel like that really, but it was a good debut and something they could build around. But I, I wouldn't say that it solves felt, all their problems. He felt like a big star. That was the big big thing for it for here. That he felt like a big future star of the company. He didn't feel like the big new face of the company, but that that's more because Dragon Gate right now doesn't you do one singular face. They have big... they don't have any to do it yeah, with yeah. anyway. Uh, yeah, it, I like, think it's clear. It's clear. I wouldn't say like big star, but it was clear that. He, like okay, he is here to stay. Yeah, yeah, he, he's not going back on the excursion. <laughs> but yeah, uh, and just that he fits in with, like, he wasn't out of place with, with like no, no, the not at all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after the match, that this of course he took the mic, and after the match he said he was happy being back, but he felt this was a bit uh, a bit too low level for what he expected. He he was immediately like saying, "Is this all Dragon Gate has? This feels weak." And both Yamato and Kikuro took took great offense to this. And but of course, Seabrat came out and almost looked like they were taking a victory lap because they thought, "Oh, he's going to be a heel. He's going to join us." But Akuma says that even Seabrat is a level below him, just like the rest of Dragon Gate. And then he was all alone in the ring, and he announced that he has renamed himself to TN Revolution. Of course, I I did not know the significance of that name at all. But yeah, he I named himself after a artist, <laughs> kind of. Which is cool. I, I I I I like the name change. It takes him away from having to be reminded of Takuma Fujiwara, who left the company. Of course, it that wasn't a thing, but I know some people were asking, "Oh, there's a new Takuma." I saw that. I saw some of those takes. Um, it it's a cool name, and it fits him. It's almost like um, Milano Collection is T's name, just a. Cool, like sounding name from outside of Japan. Yeah, I have no issues with the name change, and it fits kind of his style. And I, I think it's unique. It gives him a unique feeling. And this whole post-match pro- promo made this whole fe- whole thing feel about him. And oh, I totally disagree. Okay, I thought the promo was a train wreck. So. Really? 
um, because he is it started good with with the like okay um this is all a level uh lower than i expected it to be um and then we're still people around obviously yamato had um had a problem with that and uh, kikuto had a problem with that good like start some drama um None of them really showed any emotions. Out come Seabrats. He tells them no and they just leave, so they look like fucking dorks. They are dorks, to be fair. Yes, they are, but they shouldn't be. Just even try a, a beatdown or anything. Right? They just left again. Um... Mm. At the end of, and um, then he uh, he did try, or he renamed himself, and it was just clear that he's not good on the mic. He was so uncomfortable talking. And I feel like okay, the re- renaming. I don't think that's comfortable, but no, nah, he no. Nah. There was none of the of the confidence of the the wrestling was there anymore. Do you get the T-Hawk feeling from him? Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. Let's... I have hope. I have hope. What I don't understand, because we have no idea what he is doing. He's back. He's... Everybody likes him. Um, Obviously, with the reaction he got and all, with the dive he did. Um... He renamed himself, but he didn't say, he only said basically, okay, this is all not my level, and by the way, this is my new name. Why did the champion just leave? That was you need my... To, you, need, you need to uh, defend your, your company. Mm. He's just such And a we bad... don't know... Yeah, you know, we want uh, we don't know what Kikura is going to do. We don't know what uh, Nishikawa is going to do. Uh, nobody has any direction. Just put them against each other. Uh, give it, you know, obviously Kikura would win. Um, but that's not the point. It they, works like, they did yeah. the absolute least effort thing. We're basically at that the is, same point we were a week ago. That is I don't understand it. It it really is like I feel like it's almost like they're telling us that for the next three weeks, it's not really worth talking caring about Dragon Gate because for the next three weeks we are just doing house shows. It almost feels like that is exactly what they're saying. Like, for the next three weeks, only house shows. Takuma Nishikawa will be, in, will be doing squash matches uh, and further establish his status. We will not have any title of, uh, matches between now and the next, the next uh, Korkin or whatever. That is exactly what it feels like right now. They have three network shows left this, this month. All of them in small buildings. All of them in buildings that they never put title matches in. 
Kyoto KBS Hall on the 16th, Edeon Arena Osaka number two, two, the smaller one, on the 24th, and Kobe Sambo Hall on the 30th. They they want they don't they are not going to do big stuff on these shows. These shows are not gonna have English commentary. They are not gonna present themselves as big shows. So they are not bothering doing anything to make those shows interesting leading up to them. It sucks. It really sucks. But that fe- that is what it feels like to me. Is that they don't really they don't really want to put too much momentum behind them right now because they don't they wouldn't be able to hold on to them because they are just going to do house show matches for the rest of the month. And that may be true, but I I think this promo was their attempt to like get people talking, you know, like do something interesting and kind of be a hook for later on down the line where you give the new guy the big win and then you give him this whole promo where he basically establishes his establishes himself as you know this is the best DG has to offer which i mean if anybody would know talent it's somebody that has been wrestling in IWRG for a long time he knows star power when he sees it and, and DG just didn't cut it but i don't know i thought it was like mostly good yeah i thought he was mostly good i thought kikuda really just yeah was such a bad champion to me like i think there's no like there's no ifs ands or buts about it to me. He's just such a bad champion, and I just I hope that he loses the title to Big Boss. Like he feel Big Boss feels like he could be something at least. Ekakuda, I'm just like I don't like the talent is there clearly, but him as a champion, I'm about ready to to end this like <laughs> experiment. To be honest, and I was thinking about it. Shun, who everybody knows had a great run. And a great, you know, is a great performer and everything. He had the belt for four months, and we're heading into the fourth month of Kikuda's reign, and there's just nothing there with him, like just nothing they, at all. I mean, they have had the same amount of defenses right now. <laughs> like, shouldn't only defended the title once before losing it to Kikuda. So, and but the yeah, thing but he was, had a lot more yeah. to him. It was a clear direction with Shun's title reign, though. The clear direction and he was better was getting it the title on Kikura. And that was a big mistake. Like they 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 shouldn't have done well, it. Well in in the building that day it wasn't a big mistake, but it now that doesn't it, matter. Like you know, it, it, it does matter, big, it, it, it does, does matter. matter. It does, it does matter it because doesn't we would, matter at we all would have hated to... we would have hated that match because of that. But you because say look, uh, look at how the, the match was built. Okay, just, that's fine. The match would have the match was better because he won, yes. But the last four months would be better if Shun was champion and having yeah, but, better matches. Um, they could they couldn't know that before Kikuda won the title. Oh, that I, is I'm, true. I'm totally of the opinion that. No, actually, I forget I said anything. But yeah, anyway, Kikuda uh, sucks as champion. It's time to get the belt off him. Like long story short, like he doesn't have it right now. Maybe he'll get it later. But right now, it's not there. It's time to move on, to me. Yeah, well, they we still have two months left with him because he's not defending it before Gate of Destiny. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we this this will be talked about more for two months. <laughs> like, th- that is the essence of what my problem right now with Dragon Gate, is that they should lead to 
smaller built stories instead of having us wait two months until a big show and then only on the big show we'll have the big matches. If nothing's nothing is stopping them from having Kikuda defend the title in Korokin in the main event. Nothing is stopping them from doing it except them. And it that is just annoying me. <laughs> that seems uh, the like tri- that's a per- purposeful decision on their part. No, no, nothing here is purposeful. They got a wrench in their plans like three months ago and are afraid to change anything, so they're just waiting it out. We don't know what the Triangle Gate situation is. They didn't say anything yeah. about that. Oh, they, they are still vacated. That's another uh, thing. You we, know, don't you know, made a good... we don't know who's next for the Twin Gate titles. We don't know who's right. next for the Grave Gate titles. Title. Yeah. Both those titles are easily defended on smaller shows. Why not just set up an Asian title title challenge here? The thing is, I am happy with this Tian Revolution name change and all his all of him coming into the company. But right now, that it feels like the only two stories that are going on in Dragon Gate is Big Boss Shimizu versus the Rainbow Big Six and TN Revolution coming into the company. That's, that's barely a story. And that's, and that's barely a story. As you said, because it's a we... start, ha- though. I, I, give, I give them some credit. Yeah. They at least started something on here. Like, they did about all they could do on this one show. Wait, we're they have about. the potential to start more, though. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like I said, kind of what you said, Yannick, that's still, like, they're, it's, they're doing it on purpose. Like, they just don't want to change from whatever they were doing. They could do something different if they wanted, but they don't want to. Yeah. But yeah. let's be honest, that makes their shows not worth watching. And, I mean, we've seen them struggle, like, during these last, like, ever since uh, Kobe World. Yeah. And, like, it's been a struggle ever since, like, uh, you know, in every pretty much way that you can think about. Yeah, the, it is... It sucks. I, I I miss being really into Dragon Gate, but I haven't been really into Dragon Gate lately. Um, I, but they still have good matches, and I will still watch them. I, we will still cover them, but right now they are not a hot promotion at all. Yeah, this we're, very in, a, show, we're in an age where good matches aren't a yeah. unique thing. Yeah. Sorry. That is also true. Yeah, this show, I mean, the last two matches I thought were pretty strong, <laughs> especially the singles match I thought was really good. Um, you know, the the talent is there, you know, up and down. And like I said, I guess it's kind of like a, like a reverse Noah in a lot of ways, where Noah has a roster of great talent. If you look at the, you know, the wrestlers on there, it's just they do so much stupid stuff that it makes it impossible to follow a lot of the times. Now with DG, they're not doing dumb stuff. Uh, like they're just not doing a lot of anything, <laughs> and so it's very hard to really get invested for that reason. More so than, you know, any, it's not like there's like some horrible thing that's going on that's just like ruining the company. So like some big mistake that's happening. It's just nothing's happening. Yeah. Uh, the next network show will be on the sixteenth, uh, and yeah, we will talk about it. Uh, I, I don't expect anything big to happen on it, but we will probably talk about it if it does. Card out on it? No, the card is not out on it. Uh, the only cards that are out are the YouTube uploads from this weekend. Um, I haven't seen them yet. 
I want to watch uh, everything involving to, uh, TN Revolution. I need to be <laughs> start using that name all, more often. But yeah, I I hope. I really hope his match from today gets uploaded because him and Ryo Tanaka faced each other. But now I'm looking at the result and it was only a two-minute match, so it doesn't matter. Uh, yesterday, uh, he pinned UT in the main event. Uh, no, yeah, it was the main event. Oh. Uh, it was, was it a Nagoya show? No, it was uh, in Yamagata. Uh, okay, maybe that that's his hometown. I don't Casey, know. Boss, and UT and Lee. Uh, and Jason Lee versus uh, Ultimate Dragon, Don Fuji, Kagetora, and TN Revolution. So I will watch that match probably today. Uh, but yeah, that was yesterday, and he pinned UT. Someone uh, that looks every time I look on Dragon Gate Twitter, Dragon Gate Twitter, I see UT is like quote tweeting Takumi Nishikawa and crash talking him. And it feels like the the guy he's creating the most story with is UT, who is like a pin taker. <laughs> that's that's cool. I hope that leads to a singles match on the next cork, and that would be cool. Or on the next network show. But yeah, uh, let's move over to DDT. We have uh, two matches to talk about before we talk about the big bang in Ultra Ward. One of which is me and Yannick's favorite uh, thing in DDT almost every time we know that it's happening. Street wrestling! So, DDT had a street wrestling uh, match that got taped uh, last weekend, but aired this week. It was a false count anywhere four-way six-man tag match. So, Shiro Takagi, Shinya Aoki, and Takeshi Masada versus Chris Brooks, Harashima and Sake Kai, Versus Toy Kojima, Yuki Ueno, and Kazuki Ibarra. Versus Danche Gudino, Yuki Sexy Ino, and Yuki Kamifuku of Tokyo Joshi Pro. This, this was street wrestling in a like amusement park. Uh, it started during the evening, and then by the end, it was like nighttime or like late evening time, so it was dark. Just such a charming match. Everything you expect from a street wrestling, they said. It was a really fun experience. A really fun one-match little show. Uh, Chris Brooks, Harashima, and Saka Kai won because, of course, the champion won. And yeah, it was really fun. It was in the Isu Grand Pole Park. Yeah. So, you know, it's... Uh... False count anywhere four-way match. Um, as an English viewer, you had no idea what the rules are, which doesn't really matter because it's street wrestling. Yeah. Um, I think we just pick some spots um, and highlight them, but really go out of your way and watch this. Um, it's 45 really fun minutes. Um, Hamiu fits him. so well into pheromones. Yeah. <laughs> she just felt like an outsider, but also not in a way. Really fun. In... They were all... Oh, sorry, yeah. The thing about this, this match is that it's exactly what you expect from street wrestling, in, in that it, everything is happening at once and you don't... 
it's so hard to keep track of everything that is happening. <laughs> but it's really fun. Yeah. Um, it really felt like a pre-pandemic roadshow match. Yeah. Because they haven't, they haven't had this energy in a while. And, and it was all... It yeah, was the uh, crowd following everyone all the time, and yeah. Yeah, they were like not in one specific place because they did one in the shopping center recently, like around Peter uh, Peter Pan. Um, that just wasn't really the energy, and here it's clearly like a walk and brawl from spot to spot. Um, you always had like because there were. 12 people involved you always had like a revolving door of uh, of um protagonists yeah um it was all very cute and then when when it became dark and uh, because it's an amusing amusement park and they had this pretty lights everywhere <laughs> at one point uh, it was very very cool um, very cute and beautiful. And when they were in like this light tunnel, Chris had someone in like a torture rack, and they just all stopped to take a, fo- a group photo together. Yeah, and yeah, then stuff immediately like when the photo was over, they started beating each other up. It was really fun. Uh, and Saki Kai and Yuki Komifuku also did that spot, just them on their own. Um, Saka Kai and Chris Brooks both took a zip line while wearing a like light up dress that made them look like Chris Jericho in uh, uh, during the like Y two J lights out entrances. Really fun stuff. The whole match. Lots of Shuma. Match. Yeah, Shuma was walking around and being part of the match a lot, and I was like, "No, please don't get hurt in this random. Don't make your injury worse." But yeah, it was really funny how we've um to spoil the finish, um, but it doesn't matter, it's street wrestling. Um, we were literally because we watched it together, we were talking about we haven't seen a lot of Hirata in this match. Oh, there he is, and he ate a praying mantis bomb through a table in like 20 seconds. When he said, Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, awesome match, really fun. Then we move over to a promotion we don't talk about that often, or well, it, it comes up lately. All Japan Pro Wrestling had a show this weekend where that had some DDT representation. Uh, this, for me, was really awesome DDT representation because it has set up even more uh, future stuff between them. And that was when Burning, Yunakeyama and Yusuke Okada teamed up with Sanshiro Takagi to face Evolution in uh, All Japan, Dan Tamura, Hikaru Soto, and Suwama. This match happened on the 8th, on Friday. Me and Yannick actually took a break from watching the street wrestling match to watch this match together. <laughs> it was live, yeah. And, yeah, this was just a brawl. Yusuke Okada looked awesome in this match. <laughs> yeah, Dylan, let's, let's hear you on this. You were quiet for a bit. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't actually see the street wrestling match, so that, like that's all that happened there. But the evolution match was uh, really good uh, overall. Like just a 
like you said, a total brawl. I had a great feeling of out of control stuff uh, there where it was like so like legit heated, which is something you don't get a lot in DDT. But like they showed it here with this all Japan feud uh, going in there. And I was like, this was like the best possible build up match because I want to see all of this, you know, uh, all of evolution get matches against Akiyama and Okada in the near future, like singles matches. And I thought they did a fantastic job building this feud and wherever it's going next, I'm all for it. I, I really, really enjoyed it. This is a seven minute match. Um, and I dare say it's a perfect seven-minute match. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he couldn't have done it any better. And it felt like it was real heat between everyone. Even after the match, Yuki and Naya took offense to something Suwama said and like immediately started brawling with him. That is the immediately next setup match uh, where this uh, Suwama will be teaming with Dan tomorrow and Real Inoue. And they will face Yuki Onaya, Rukia, and Yuyo Kuruku. That will be happening on the future All Japan show on the 23rd of September. I thought Suwama really brought in brought out some energy from Naya in that post-match. And like that makes me kind of excited for this match. I I look forward to seeing that. Um the other um all Japan X DDT matches that are set up will be happening um, in DDT. There's two. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are, and some are after like the uh, the DDT show. But for the All Asia Tag Titles, we get uh, Yoshitatsu and Onita versus Akiyama and Kotaro. I don't know who asked for this. Yeah, that but is apparently a... someone did. That is happening on September 18th on the DDT show in the Goya Congress Hall. Yeah. Uh, and then the next one is the uh, Korokin match on the 24th. Korokin, Toy Kojima and Yuki Ueno versus Atsuki Ayagi and Dan Tamura. I am really looking forward to that match. Totally. Um, I'm, I'm begging for Dan Tamura versus Yusuke. Yeah, that is what I most feel like after watching the All Japan Six Men. In is that he, that they really need to do that. Yeah, but yeah, we move over to the big show, Tokyo Auto Ward General Gymnasium. On the ninth yesterday, DDT Big Bang twenty twenty three. We previewed this show with Chris Brooks on our last episode. So yeah, if you don't know the show, the card playoff. Listen to that. But yeah, we will talk about it here. Uh, 1,363 fans in the building. I, it, I'm i not going to put a question mark behind that like I did with Drangate, I promise, because it, this looked like that much. But yeah, the next, uh, the first match, uh, Masahiro Takanashi, Antonio Honda, and Illusion defeated Yune, Kasumisumi, and Rukia. When Takanashi pinned Yuni with the rotating crucifix pin after 8 minutes and 21 seconds. I thought the best parts of this match was Yuni just being Yuni and doing crazy spots. Dylan, what did you think about this opener? First of all, I gotta give you credit for admitting that DDT is telling the truth and would not lie to us. 
about their attendance. Yeah. Uh, that's the most important point. On this opening match, I mean, it was really basic, to be honest. Yeah. There's not a lot to say. Uh, but Uni, and I also thought Sumi did good as well. I, I like this guy a lot for a young talent. I like all the young talent that DDT has, the rookies and things like that. Uh, I think they all look good, and especially in this match, I thought both of them did a fine job. And uh, the crowd was really into it, too. Like They, they got into everything going on with Masa, and especially Honda. Uh, they always get, go wild for him at DDT Stalwart. So it was a very basic opener, but one that basically accomplished all it needed to. Yep. Uh, the next match, uh, Yannick is AFK right now, so we'll just go over to the next match. Uh, a Pheromones versus subjug- Subjugation final match, special singles match, Dissolution versus Vice President. If Eno lost, the Pheromones w- would be over and if Akito lost, Akito would never be would not be Cyber Vice President and Vice President anymore. It was Yuki Sexy Ino with Don Shikudani Dino in his corner versus Akito. And are we free, Dylan? What is DDT if Pheromones isn't in it? Better? This is a qu- a question we are gonna have to face with because I don't think that they're going to go be gone for very long. <laughs> I think well, that this, this will all continue. So this is a totally pointless match. Akito got the win uh, after 12 minutes and 9 seconds. Very long 12 minutes and 9 seconds, of course, because it was pheromones. Uh, the European clutch got him the win he, after he himself uh, uh, dressed down to... We had, I think we had over a minute of we can't show this uh, screen uh, like the, the the green oh, fields yeah. with flowers, and we can't show this. I would have preferred if the whole match was just the green f- field with flowers. Uh, but yeah, we don't know if this is going to be the end of uh, Pheromones because after the match, he said Pheromones is not uh, is not over for now. You have one month to out Pheromone the rest of the roster. Because the 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 DDT roster is so pheromoned up right now, it was a very confusing post match promo. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I have to say this: um, I enjoyed this match for a pheromones match. I enjoyed this a whole lot more than I expected to. I thought it was actually funny in parts. Yeah. If yeah, you I love didn't. Akito's ass, this is your match right here. Hell yeah. So he said, uh, this is from Dramatic DDT. Um, he says that the unit has become an integral part of DDT and ha- has its own supporters. That is true. So rather than break up uh, the pheromones, Akito wa- uh, wants to see if they can be purified first. Over the next month, pheromones will be put on trial on a trial period where they have to be- behave themselves and make up for their past transgressions. Then, on October 4th, Akito will decide their fate. I hate this. <laughs> we have until October 4th to decide, to decide if pheromones is over or not. <laughs> they are so going to break the rules and, like... 
Do you remember when uh, DDT did uh, a tournament to disband a unit and it came out of nowhere and everybody was like, oh yeah, Chunretsu will disband and it was just damnation? This feels very like that. And then they formed Damnation to because we Yeah, because we don't have Chunretsu anymore, but we have Ch uh, Damnation. We, we will have Fermont's TA. Fermont's total addiction. <laughs> <laughs> will yeah. we also will we also get um murder chunky Yumehito? Either way. I hope No salary. I, I hope on October 4th we are done with pheromones. I hope he says, Oh, do you guys fail the trial the trial period? Uh we move over to the next match. Harashima, Harashima Higuchi and Somoto Kao defeating Yukunaya, Yuokuruku, and Takeshi Masada when Higuchi pinned Koroku with the Dr. Bon bomb after 10 minutes and 45 seconds. This was a really fun six-man tag. Not a lot to say about it, but it was really fun. Exactly. I, I loved when, when... I mean, it's no surprise because we all know he's awesome. But when Higuchi was in... I really enjoyed this match. I thought him and Karaku had some great chemistry mm -hmm. together. Everybody knows Masada is great. Um, and I thought that they he brought out a lot of fire from those guys, uh, yeah. too. And they, they brought it with, with him. So I really liked the dynamics of this match, even though it wasn't like, like a special match or anything epic or anything like that. It was a 10-minute match. But it was like a useful one for the young guys, and I thought they both looked really good. Absolutely. Yeah. Shout-out for... Uh, Horoshima for doing a falcon arrow on Yukionaya, yeah. and oh, Higuchi's doctor bomb is a thing of beauty, like a lot of the stuff he does, <laughs> but yeah, yes, uh, except of his hair. <laughs> then Ooh, we move over shots to... fired, shots fired at bald people. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yes, Sondra, take this. Then, then we move over to the DDT Extreme and Iron Man Heavy Metal title, double title match. All humans are equal. Kazuki Hirata deathmatch. Kazuki Hirata, the Extreme Champion, versus Naruki Doi, the Iron Man Heavy Metal Champion. Kazuki Hirata reta uh, retained the Extreme title and gained the, uh, the Iron Man Heavy Metal title. When he with the miracle one shot cradle after nine minutes and twenty eight seconds, this match is one of the funniest matches of the year. This is probably the comedy match of the year. I I I have I almost couldn't breathe by the end of this match because it was a lot of funny, really funny thing things here. The rules of this was both wrestlers will wrestle as Kazuki Rada, and they will they. And if they do not carry themselves as Hirata, the match will be temporarily stopped by the two judges. Because humanity is equal. If either, if either wrestler does not, does not use moves like Kizuki Hirata would do, uh, do in a regular match, the judges will temporarily stop the match and tell the offending wrestler how to fix that. It will be a regular match with pinfalls, give up and all that, but you have to wrestle like Kazuki Rada. And already, before the match got started, 
Doi almost got disqualified because he didn't look like Hirata. He didn't have his gear on. So they brought up, they brought out a changing cover so that he could change in the ring to Kisuke Hirata's gear. Yeah, and him just throwing his old gear over the top is already hilarious. It's just fantastic stuff. Stuff. This whole thing was just so fun. Every time uh, Doyle tried to do like one of his kind of moves, the judges stopped and said, "No, Hirano doesn't have the skills to do that. Come on." And of course, the da- uh, uh, Doyle doing the Tokyo Gold dance, everything, just amazing stuff. Dylan, what do you think about this? No, I can't, I can't add anything on to that. I mean, this was awesome. Just like all of Hirata's title matches have been. Uh, putting this title on him was the best decision that DDT's made this year. As much as the the KOD gets all the publicity, and, and that was a good decision too, giving Hirata this outlet to do these matches is so good. And he's so much different than a lot of the other comedy guys in DDT where pretty much besides him, the tried and true comedic characters say what you want, even if you like them, you know, like pheromones or whatever, it's literally just the same stuff over and over, like mm. Honda, Sasa Dongo Machine, pheromones. Hirata finds new and creative ways, and actually, like, there's a lot of heart and effort put into his matches that I, I think even if you're not a fan of comedic wrestling or whatever, you have to appreciate what he brings to the table in terms of his effort to at least try keep things fresh and interesting, which he succeeds at with flying colors in literally every match, and this was no different. And I, I don't think it will be any different with his what they set up, either. Yeah. Uh, I It's so fun to see Norikitoi doing this. He looks like he's having the time of his life, dude. Like, him doing the dance looked like he was just having so yeah. much fun. <laughs> um, and to me, this is totally, like, match of the year quality. This was amazing. Yeah. F- really fun stuff. The second best match on the show, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, match- I, I would probably... Like, the matches aren't really comparable, but to yeah. me, this is the best match. Yeah, like, to me, this isn't even a match, really. Like, if you yeah, yeah, it down. But, yeah, but it's, yeah. it's awesome for what it is, though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely the, uh, one of the best highlights of this show. And of DDT this year. Then, after the match, Hirata said, now he's a double champion. He has a big a, a big uh, message to send out. And he it was addressed to Hiromu Takashi. So, I can either, I can read out his whole letter, or you can find it on the DDT English Twitter. <laughs> it's a long letter. Uh, he, he, he basically said that he really wants to wrestle Hiromu in Ryugoku Sumo Hall at at uh, at uh, Ultimate Party, and he said, "I know you're in you're in Cork and Hall right now. You have a match, but everyone that is watching, please tell Hiromu that I want to face him. Let's let's meet Hiromu, and then." Out of nowhere, Hiromu Takahashi came into the ring and tried to roll him up to become Iron Man champion. He didn't, he didn't succeed. But he said, relax, I still got time to get to Korokin, it's good. Everyone, everyone there is waiting and watching, and everyone loves Hirata. You're a good boy. 
I am surprised. Hello, I am Hiromu Takashi. I want to have a singles match. I am really excited about this because this is exactly what we said about uh, what Hiromu Takashi should do in, in on Ultimate Party. He should do a match that he can only do in DDT. Who's the best guy to do that with? It's Hirata. This is perfect. Yeah, it was so funny uh, in the immediate aftermath where we didn't know what what they were setting up. And it was like, okay, yeah, but it can't be a title match because Hirata won't win. And nobody was thinking about that the Robo is champion too. <laughs> yeah. So we get a special singles match and Hirata will get to do some wacky stipulation. Yeah, that is the first confirmed match for Ultimate Party is Hiromu Takahashi versus Kazuki Hirata in a special singles match. Neither uh, neither the IWGP Junior title or the DDT Extreme title is on the line or the DDT Ironman Heavy Metal title. But I have a feeling that he's going to lose that before that. <laughs> but yeah, that... Non-title, special singles match. I uh, I am looking forward to this so much. Yeah, I think it's great for multiple reasons. <laughs> Obviously, you get a, a name on the show. Hiromu gets to continue his uh, tour outside of New Japan. And I think actually, even quality-wise, this is going to be a good thing for him. I haven't really loved any of his matches outside of New Japan, to be honest. Uh, like He's been fantastic in New Japan this year, and uh, a lot of the stuff he's done outside of it I haven't been in love with. But here, we he doesn't need to be a good wrestler. Like This is something yeah. all based on the mind, all based on creativity, all based on that stuff. And it's going to be and a lot of fun. And he has that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they're both like really funny so I, I I have a feeling this is going to be really fun. Yeah, uh, and it is exactly what I want Hiromu to do in DDT. That is the biggest part. Like I like, of course, they could have done Hiromu versus like Tetsuo Endo or Ueno or something like that. Like, and them just having a regular singles match. Just, but this feels so much more like. Hiromu is coming to experience the dramatic uh, dream team style, the DDT style. And he's not coming over to have like this match of the year contender that Meltzer is going to rate or something. He's coming here to just have a DDT match. And I'm really excited about that. Then the next match was a KOD six-man title and All Japan TV six-man title double title match. The double champions, uh, Eruption, Yuki Sakaguchi, Sakakai, and Hideki Ukutani, retained over Yuka Miyamoto, uh, Yuko Miyamoto, Isami Kodaka, and Ram Kaijo when Sakaguchi pinned Miyamoto with the God's right knee after 12 minutes and 4 seconds. This was um, the V3 for Eruption with the KOD, and V2 for Eruption with the All Japan TV six-man titles. So yeah, this was cool. This was really fun. Uh, I really liked the energy of uh, Yukumi Omoto, uh, Junkie to Kenju and Ram Kaiju as a team. It looked really fun. They 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 had kind of a really unique presence when with themselves when they came out, and most of the match was just fun. What do you guys think, Yannick? 
Um, this is a match I need to rewatch because I was kind of distracted after the perfect match before. Um, I was I was really active in like Twitter and Discord, and this just got going. Um, so I'll probably rewatch it at one point um, to have like a better opinion on it. But the last few minutes were really, really good, um, and I don't because of uh, the aforementioned, um, I don't remember that much of the start. I really enjoyed uh, Miyamoto in this match, especially when he was going off on Saki Akai. I thought, uh, you know, I thought it was very interesting. He brought a lot of you know, violence to this match yeah. here, to Saki Akai, I thought, and uh, did a really great job, to be honest. I think and... he has been the best part of this whole, like, mini-feud. Because he had a tables match with Hideki Ugatani at one of the beer garden shows. Yeah, which was really good. Chris told us to watch that. Um, Ugatani yeah. fucking died. Yeah. And Miyamoto looked like he, I he looked like he had really he had had a lot of fun doing all of this. Isami Kodaka looked like he didn't care at all, but it's Isami Kodaka. <laughs> and Ram was there. Yeah, Ram Ram also had fun. Uh, and in the end, uh, Sakaguchi looked great, uh, like looked like a beast at the end too. So it was a good match, I thought. Yeah, for sure. Just well, of course, yeah. Um. I'm just happy with how much Okatani is getting out of this run so far. Oh yeah. He looks like he looks like the star. Or not like maybe star is uh, is the wrong wording, but he looks like he's the one to clean up. Yeah. And you know, do the deed, uh, win the match. So yeah, as a fan that makes me really happy. Then the next match, a a different time difference Gramble Bunkhouse current blast six man tag team death match. Atsuchi Onita, uh, Yoshitatsu, and Toikojima defeated Sanshiro Takagi, Yunakeyama, and Yusuke Kara when Yoshitatsu pinned Takagi after Takagi had gotten to a uh, been sandwiched be- between uh, two exploding bats, bats uh, from. Onita and Yoshitatsu. This, for me, the only high, the biggest highlights of this match was Toikojima taking bumps and it going, like taking the most, like scary bump of the match with which, with him getting thrown through a table that exploded. Uh, and yeah, this for me, this match was basically just that for me. <laughs> like the, the exploding spots were cool, but I don't remember. I don't really. Nothing of the nothing else hit. For me, um, on the exploding uh, death matches, um, this was definitely one of the better ones. Um, it was pretty good, but also like that's its own scale, and as like a normal match, this was pretty terrible. I thought the one they did uh, DDT did last year with Onita was better. I think that was like Takeshita was in it, and let me just check. 
But yeah, uh, Dylan, what do you think? I have zero desire to talk about any of this crap. I thought it totally sucked. Nice. <laughs> Um, yeah, shout out to Toy for taking that bump. Um, that was nasty. So yeah, I last last year's match I preferred way more. Uh, that was uh, Onita, Shinoki, and Yuki Naya versus Konosuke Takeshita, Shinma Katsumata, and Toyojima. I remember so much more that that was better. But yeah, um, the post match promo. I, I thought made this whole match worth it because Onita got the crowd to chant for Terry Funk and they played Terry Funk's team. They showed some. They showed a fan with the Terry Funk uh, T-shirt on in the crowd. That was just charming. Shout out Terry Funk. Uh, we will miss you. Then the next match was a KOD tag team title match: Minoru Fujita and Kanon. Of the nation TA defeated the new champions of Yuji Hino and Makadoishi, the, the, the previous champions. But uh, Omega failed in their first defense, Yuji Hino and Makadoishi failed in their first defense of the titles, and the titles are back on Damnation TA. And for the first time in Kanon's career, he has a KOD title. I'm sorry, uh, there's a uh, there's a fault or cage match. If you on this match, um, if you click on Omega, the hyperlink is wrong. It don't, doesn't take you to the Omega page, but it takes you to the Italian wrestler Andy Manero, who had the gimmick Omega. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, uh, this was nothing. This this match was so nothing. I did uh, not pay attention at all. I didn't care. <laughs> I kind of disagree. It wasn't a a great match. It was barely. No, it wasn't barely good. Um, I really liked the interactions between Yuchihino and Kanon. I thought that was really good. Um, and while I don't condone the new champions because Minoru Fujita in DDT is so meh. Um, I really enjoy him outside of, of DDT most of the time, but like here it's so whatever. Um, but I'm kind of happy that maybe the time of Omega is over because I know this is more of an unpopular opinion, but it's not for me. Or, yeah, I've just seen, I've seen enough of those two, um, Oishi and Hino. Yeah. I mean, neither one of these teams would be hot for me to win, the t- to keep the titles. Yeah. Yeah, so... Like, this is such a step back from where we were at the start of the year with Shunma. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, Dylan, I'm sure you don't have any strong feelings about this at all. I have zero desire to talk about any of this crap. I thought it sucked. Like, I thought this match was so bad. I will talk about it because it actually matters a little bit, unlike the, the Onita crap. Yeah. Kanad sucks. Like, he's just bad. Like, there's no nice way to say it. I don't like watching him ever. I think 
I think this is a significant step down from Omega with these two here. Fujita was better than him in this match, and that's a tragic thing to say, uh, I would say, at this point with Fujita. Hino is great wrestler, but nothing he's doing is clicking in this company at all this year. Yeah. Um, and it's a, a shame to see. And I Oishi used to be one of my guys. Ever since he's come back, I haven't really felt he's really been doing his best work, to be honest. And th- like I said, I, th- I would much rather Omega be the champions than who we have. I think this team is completely awful and a disgrace to the titles almost, if it were like a normal company, because there's been other many other disgraces in the timeline of these titles, but they are bad, bad. And Kanan, you know, I have no time for him yeah. at all. Um, and it's not like the next title defense looks any better. It's Kanal and Minoru Fujita's first defense will be versus the Gambare Pro team of Romance Dawn, Somo Takao, and Shota. Romance Dawn is 20 times the team of this. Uh, yeah, like, but like, wh- team. what did they do to deserve that title match? I mean, that's a good point. <laughs> um, the, the thing is, though, like I said, I don't think there's a team on Earth that you could put that would get a good match out of this team. Like, if it was Brian Danielson and Takeshita teaming, I still think these two would not would drag them down. Like, I think they're so oh. bad. <laughs> yeah, but that is happening. Uh, the Roman Stone versus Conor in the Minoru Vegeta match is happening on October 4th in Shinjuku phase. But yeah, um, weird direction with the KOD tag titles right now. Uh, now we're going to talk about the team that should have the tag titles. Uh, Yuki Ueno and Mao, <laughs> uh, who defeated Konosuke Takeshita and Daisuke Sasaki when Ueno pinned Sasaki with the best moonsault ever after 23 seconds and 9... Uh, no, 23 minutes and 9 seconds. This was really fun. For me, this was the best match since uh, Hirata and, and Doi. Just an awesome match that... I've never. I felt like never stopped going. Uh, the, this whole story of them uh, of uh, the Sonokamina Sono versus Konosuke Takeshita is so cool for me. I really like it. It it really hits for me every time and hit him. It it obviously means a lot for all of these guys to do this, and it you can see how much Ueno and Mao wants wants this to really hit with everyone. And it it really works for me. I it, everything of this worked. I thought this was a fantastic match. What do you guys think, Dylan? Yeah, I think this must be probably one of Sasaki's best matches that that I can remember overall. Not because of him per se, but I was just so thinking this match. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's why it's so good, Sandre. Um, <laughs> But Takeshita and Ueno, man, what great chemistry they have, and what a great job. It just goes to show how elite Takeshita is as a talent. He's really bringing fire out of Ueno that he wasn't able to bring out against anybody else, you know, to this point at DDT, uh, you know. And I like the title match he had versus Higuchi well enough. That was a good match, but it wasn't anything like... you you know, you can really remember a special, like, at this point, oh. even a few months later. Oh, what? What? That's like yeah. one of my favorite matches of DDT's history ever. Higuchi and Ueno? 
No, oh, Higuchi and Takeshita. I thought you. No, that match was great. No, and, well, okay. I don't know if it's the best ever, but I'm saying what I'm saying is Takeshita's break. The, Ueno didn't have the fire he, against Higuchi that he has against Takeshita. Oh, okay. yeah, where, yeah. Where, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, like that was a good match. Don't get me wrong, but I, uh, yeah, I was so confused. You're like, that's one of the best matches ever. I was like, what? Uh, but yeah, uh, Ueno bringing it out against Takeshita, and I thought to great effect here, and it's really working. Takesh is bringing out something out of him, and he's bringing it back out to make it good. And I thought the finish was perfect with him pinning Sasaki. Uh, this is a great build overall, and I like the next step, too. Mao and Takeshita had a nice little segment of their own as well, and I think that he's a guy. Uh, Takeshita, let's see what he can bring out of Mao now. Uh, I think because Mao already has that part of it, I think, down a lot better than Ueno did heading into it. So I'd like to see how they pair up together in the singles match, too, which they set up. To me, uh, this is total, um, total recommended viewing to me. Um, but this is kind of like the third in the trilogy, right? Um, with yeah. uh, with Ueno and Takeshita and the the trios match they had. Um, that was uh, including Kanon and uh, Kojima. And I have to say I kind of missed like the story driven uh, aspect of the six men. What? Didn't they I I felt the story was here. Also. It was, but I thought just thought it was better back then. Uh, uh you know, a month and a half ago. And uh, this was re a really good match. Um but it's funny that to me it's just funny that it's can it was kind of better with a, with Kanon and Poi in it. And it, to me, you know, I'm not saying this is like a general statement. Um, not even really uh, claiming that is <laughs> uh, claiming that for any of my takes. Um, yeah. I what I I really liked about this match. The the spot that really stood out to me was when Shunma got dragged into the ring, and like the, that whole thing was so well told just by facial expressions. And I I really thought that was really fun. Uh, the post match promo Ueno said after the match that he will win the KOD and he wants his first challenge to beat Keshta. Uh, we don't know if that. That's gonna happen. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, Mao also said that he wants a singles match with the Keshta. That match has been set for uh, the twenty the twenty fourth of September Cork and Hall show. So that Cork and Hall show is looking pretty stacked right now. Uh, we will I will talk about all the announced matches at the end of the show. But yeah, I am really looking forward to that. Um, my main thing about this whole whole feud. Is that it? It really establishes Yuki Ueno firmly as the like leader of like. Now it fe he feels so much more important now than he did three months ago before he faced Takeshita in uh, on Peter Pan. Interesting. Um, I didn't really think about that, but I guess you're right. He just feels so much more. He he his status feels way higher. 
in my opinion. It, it it's maybe it's because I am way way more into him because he's defending his his unit uh, from the former leader of the unit and his former best friend. But it it just if he is really clicking for me right now, Yuki Wano. And of course Mao also. I'm so happy that he looks that the injury scare didn't look like it. It bothered him that much. He wrestled basically like Mao always wrestles in this match. So the injury scare was just an injury scare. He's fine. But yeah, and, and plus I you know I agree with you, and it's also worth noting how much he was struggling heading into yeah. all of this with Takeshita, where he really felt like you know he was floundering for a long time now. And now he's got a spark that just wasn't there before this yeah. feud. And I think, again, Takeshita is a big part of that and bringing it out of him. And I think it's worked to great effect in all of their matches. I I mean, I think, to me, the singles match is the one that stands out the most. Yeah. Uh, but the other two, I, you know, the, the six men at this, they're kind of on the same level to me. They accomplished the same things, and they were both very well done for, for what they wanted, in my, in my opinion. Uh, so I think that they've... I've enjoyed this whole feud, to be honest with you. And I, yeah. I hope that the end game is Ueno finally beating Takeshita. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. That has to be the end game. That, that definitely has to be the end game. Uh, yeah. Then we move over to the main event. The KOD... Um, just, just one thing uh, I want to add here. So we have a major participant of the storyline not in the company for long, long stretches of time, and it's still so well told, and it feels like it's moving. Take notes, Dragon Gate. Yeah, uh, we move over to the next, the main event, the KOD Open title match, Chris Brooks. Defending his first his first defense versus Shigehiro Irie, and he wins following a awesome headbutt and two praying mantis bombs in a row that got the win for Chris Brooks and his first victory. This match for me is the best KOD openweight title match since Kosasara Higuchi versus Kanosuke uh, Takeshita last year. I think this match is the second best match in DDT this year. I love this match. Absolutely loved it. I, I, from the start, I, I knew I was going to like it. I, when I watched them, them in the preview stuff and looked how killer Iria was, and when this match got started, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't look away. The whole match was just awesome. There are so many spots I can talk about, but yeah, I really want to hear what you guys feel about this match. Uh, Dylan, you first. I think Brooks, he must have been clearly inspired by our interview earlier this week. <laughs> I, I love seeing the hard-hitting effect here we had here. We were going with shoot headbutts. Yeah. You mentioned the, the praying mantis bomb, the one that led up, but the one where Irie twisted him into a knot and then hit the, the big headbutt on him was just devastating. I loved it. I was like, this is my style of wrestling. Calling back to the Hino and Higuchi match earlier this year. But instead of chops, with the headbutts. And you had the big moves and stuff on. They even did a little bit of a brawl segment on the outside earlier, too. Uh, where they were going into the crowd and stuff like that. Uh, I thought it was pretty well done, honestly. It had a good vibe to it. Something very unique. 
uh, to keep this match from the Brooks and Hino match at Peter Pan. And then when it came time for the hard-hitting stuff, I was totally sold on this. And it's not a style that Brooks is really known for, to be honest with you. Oh. Uh, so again, I will personally take credit for it. I think he did this to impress me <laughs> personally. Uh, he knew what I wanted out of his matches. And this is what we got here. And tell me where I'm telling lies. This is my style. The shoot headbutts. I loved it. And it was a great match. It, you don't, it isn't technically a lie if you just say, I take personal credit for it. I take credit personal and in the entire universe for it. The universe, tell me when I'm telling lies right now. Uh, but also, in all honesty, not just him, but Irie deserves a ton yeah. of credit oh. for this as, as yeah. well. Uh, I thought he... And the thing is, for Brooks, this was something like, you know, maybe a little unexpected. This match didn't go how I wanted it in a good way. Irie is known for having awesome matches everywhere he goes, and especially in main event matches, and especially in main event title matches. And once again, he brings the best out of his opponent. Uh, I thought whatever you think of him, he had to have passed with flying colors uh, in terms of a main event player. I love seeing him back. I, I wish he would stick around forever uh, in all of the companies that I like, but I just thought he did a fantastic job as the guy, again, not only was this a badass match, but it also did a great job of, once again, I think DDT deserves a lot of credit with this Brooks push for how they've laid it out. Look at his mm -hmm. opponents for his mm -hmm. big matches. Higuchi, Hino, and now Irie. Three big monsters that he's been able to slay and overcome as kind of, you know, the DDT hero. You know, yeah. like he represents yeah, DDT style. And, and I love how they've set up the title right now. They've done a great job. And, and the wrestling in this was so good. And he really stepped his game up. I've been uh, very impressed with this. I thought this was a big step up from the Hino match, which was a great emotional moment. This had the match quality of the Higuchi and Brooks yeah. match yeah. in this, too. So I really liked yeah. everything about this. Um, to, to me, this was... I need. I really, really, really like this match, and I know I can like it even more um, on a rewatch down the line. Um, this is quite fascinating, to be honest. I really like how it was. They weren't beefing; they were just. This was just a competition. Yeah. But they took it seriously, and so it became an intense, technical, and violent, oh-so-violent yeah. um, competition. Yeah, like I think that the headbots, but also Irie's... The 16-carry elbow spots? Yes, exactly. Oh my god! Oh, so, so good. Yeah. I'm uh, so happy how this went. Yeah. The... the it, I know it's an I know it's a really really good match. When people who I know hate Chris Brooks and his style says this is their DDT match of the year. I will not say who, but I know. I know people that don't like Chris Brooks at all going into this. And they love this match. Yeah, this has yeah. not necessarily from the because they went to the outside, they were, they had a table involved. They 
uh, had chairs involved, not necessarily from that aspect, but like intensity-wise. Yeah. This has to be like the blueprint for uh, for a friendly competition. Yeah. Again, Dragon Gate, take notice. <laughs> um, I it's just awesome. I I loved. I I love how much how much publicity this match have already gotten. A lot of people are really high on this match, and I love that. Like this, like I said on Twitter immediately after this match was over that the the Chris Brooks doubters better sit the fuck down after this match because I I don't want to see a a a take from someone that doesn't really care about DDT saying get this pro wrestler out of DDT. We don't care. Because I've seen those things, and I don't want to see them anymore. Because this is exactly what I w- knew was going to happen, and I l- love it for it. Like this match, I I can talk about this match forever. It's one one of my favorite matches this year. As I said, it is my second uh, DDT match of the year, right after Chris Brooks and Higuchi. So hey, Chris Brooks has the two d- best matches in DDT this year for me. Just awesome. But to be fair, I do think it's fair to say that he stepped his game up big. Yeah. Uh, from yeah, yeah, his yeah. usual his yeah. usual level. You know, if you're a doubter or whatever, he really found a new gear against Higuchi and uh, now Irie as well that yeah. was missing for a long time. And we go back to the Takeshita match. A lot of times Takeshita, you, everybody can have a good match with him pretty much. Uh, you know, he brings the best out of a lot of talents, and we're seeing it now with Ueno as well. Uh, Higuchi was another one where we all love Higuchi so much, and we all wanted to to rally behind him, and it made the match just so exciting. And the story overall was well done. And again, that's kind of what stands out to me more than anything. Uh, you know, as much as great as the wrestling has been that he's brought and he deserves credit for, absolutely. I agree with you. But I just think the way they booked this and built this as a story has been so well done. And and they they've built it up perfectly to lead to where we're going to go next, which is a complete, you know, one eighty yeah. departure. Yeah. yeah, which the thing is why Chris Brooks is the perfect KOD champion. Yeah, um, I want to to add some uh, a bit to to Dylan's point. I can totally understand not liking Chris's style because yeah. it's very individual and it's his own thing. But he stepped up so big that you have to acknowledge that. Uh, you have to acknowledge the quality of wrestling he has um, going on now. And especially this year. I was a fan before. I liked it before. Um, I thought it, always thought it was an intriguing style. But now he's just a, a really good wrestler, period. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we have now now we've seen in these first two title defenses him or title matches him versus two big heavyweights. Uh, first against Hino, who is a very strong heavyweight, very who hits a lot of big moves and, and strong moves and chops a lot, and then versus a more explosive and intense, fast-paced heavyweight in Iria. And now he's gonna face someone who's not. Even a heavyweight. 
he's gonna face Sake Kai, a Joshi wrestler. And that is exactly like ex- why he is a perfect KOD open weight title match champion. Because that represents the open weight name of it perfectly. He can go from these two big heavyweight matches to facing someone like Sake Kai, who's very who's tall but very small and mostly a Joshi wrestler in, in style. And we saw what they did two years ago in Corkin when they had the Extreme and Ironman title match. And now they're going to do this. And it's the first ever KOD Openweight title challenge for Sake Kai on the retirement road. This is exactly what we asked for. And we are getting it. We on this podcast. Once again, right out of the Dylan playbook, Brooks goes to after our interview, what a surprise. And after he said on the interview that he didn't think he would wrestle Saki Akai, which of course I immediately called him a liar on and saw right through it. And now what do we have on this show? Saki Akai getting the title challenge as he wanted all along, we wanted all along, and the world wanted all along. And now we're getting it on the road to retirement, which is a very good thing to see. Yeah. That match has been set for uh, the 24th of September Cork and Hall show. That is, of course, the main event. I, I'm i really excited. Finally, we're getting that match. Yeah. Or finally, Saki Kai is challenging for the open weights, <laughs> I should say. I saw so many people uh, talking about Oh, their 2021 match was so great. Finally, we get a sequel. And that just makes me happy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that has been added to that card. That card also has Matt, Matt Cardona defending his Universal title. Yes, that title still exists. Uh, and he's fa- defending against Maki Ito, so that is a GCW match. Uh, then there's Konosuke Takeshita versus Mao. And I think there was another match announced. Uh, yeah, the DDT versus All Japan, Toy Kojima and Yuki Ueno versus Atsuki Oyagi and Dan Tamura. Also, another match, a, a title match involving uh, Chris Brooks and Saki Kai has been announced. For September 30th in KBS Hall, the KOD six-man tag title match, Yukio Naya, Saki Kai, and Hideki Okutani, uh, Naya, I'm sorry, Yukio Sakaguchi, Saki Kai, and Hideki Okutani, the KOD Open with six-man tag champions, Eruption versus Chris Brooks, Masahiro Takanashi, and Mace Ruga. So that's I'm awesome. So excited. I'm so that, excited. <laughs> that is an awesome six-man tag. I I am really looking forward to seeing Mace Ruga versus Yuki Sakaguchi. That's gonna be fun. <laughs> yeah. Um. I all the matches that are um, announced as of right now for that show on the twenty fourth. So in two weeks today. Yeah. Uh, Chris versus Saki. It's Matt Cardona versus Maki Ito. Yeah. Konosuke Takeshita versus Mao, and Toy Kojima and Yuki Ueno versus Atsuki and Dan. Yeah. That's a great This record. is big for a <laughs> This is big. Yeah. I, I, I really hope that does a good number. Uh, that's... Oh, I, I can't. Oh, I hope the EC Wi Fi is good because I will be coming home from. World Tag Team Festival, WXW, man. 
But yeah, I am really looking forward to that uh, show. I am really looking forward to DDT in the next couple of months. Uh, compared to where we started this episode talking about Dragon Gate, who I'm not really that excited about right now. I am really looking forward to what DDT has in store for us for the next couple of weeks. And honestly, I like I said, I thought the DG show was a step forward from where they were at. I mean, it, again, nothing flashy. And definitely not the storyline depth that what we're talking about with the DDT stuff right now. Yeah. But I, I uh, do think that, that this was better than last month's, you know, big episode. And even the big show last month was like totally forgettable with that Kakuda and Minora main event. Yeah. I thought this had more to it than that. Uh, so I, I did think it was a stre- step in the right direction, even if it was not as great as we would want. <laughs> so it's just, the thing is, it doesn't set up anything for the next three weeks. Yeah. Like, like the, for the rest of the month, Dragon Gate doesn't look that exciting. Uh, and but DDT looks pretty exciting for the rest of the month. Yeah, yeah, I, that's definitely true on there. But I, at least they set up something for the future, which I think was uh, they didn't even were they weren't even doing that before this show. So I did like that they at least did some stuff there to to go along. And the DDT, yeah, I mean no comparison. I think DDT is definitely on the better run right now. But it, you know earlier in the year, DG was doing a lot better uh, than DDT, and it felt like there was a yeah. lot of excitement. So. You know, yeah. we'll have to see how it goes. Yeah, but uh, either way, we are going to talk about it. Uh, because that's what we do. We are from the Dream Dragons. Uh, but yeah, I felt this Big Bang show was a pretty good uh, show. For me, the, the three, like, you have to watch these matches were the Rikidoi versus Hirata, Taisuke Sasaki and Konosuke Takeshita versus Mao and Ueno, and of course the main event match of the year contender. Um, I have one point which is funny coming from me because I was always the one that was like, okay, I liked it when DTT shows go long. This show went long <laughs> and I felt it. So I uh, I took a break um, after the Mao Ueno Takeshita match. Um, came back, watched it again and then watched uh, the main event fresh. Um, but I definitely felt a few of these matches could have been shorter. Yeah, I mean, the the current Blast match took a lo- lot of time to set up. Uh, yeah, and also the, the tag match and the... Yeah. Uh, the Pheromones match and, yeah, maybe even the main event, but I don't have an issue with that one. Yeah. Anyway, the three uh, matches you said were great. But all the matches he just mentioned were awful. So yeah. it really was like a, a really up and down show, like, to be honest. Like just if you watch the good parts, the good when it's good, it's great. But when it's bad, it's truly terrible. So as a full show, it's tough like to get through a lot of these terrible matches. But by the end, the main matches worked. And that's the important thing. So it, it was a thumbs up show overall. Yeah. But yeah, I think that is all for this week. Uh, if you guys have anything you want to say before I close, say it now. Um, sure. As the match is out, and I will watch it today, go watch GomPro. Um, because the latest uh, title match has been uploaded. Um, Kodaka versus Tominaka. For me... 
uh, listen to my other shows. Wrestle Update, we mentioned it earlier. Doing lots of cool stuff on there. Our latest show has uh, All Out and uh, Payback and CM Punk getting fired. We finally put a nail in the coffin, which <laughs> Nello was very on, interested. On my birthday. Uh, what a what a gift that they gave you there. Dude, as well. like a gift. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we talk about that uh, probably for the last time, which is unfortunate for me. But I think Nello will sleep e- much easier at night after that. Uh, also listen to Eastern Lariat. I did a show with Dean talking all about the N1, uh, you know, N1 victory for Noah, setting up big shows, had some good ideas, uh, you know, for the Ariake show coming up at the start of the year. And Eastern Lariat's going to have a new show very, very soon with me and Striga talking about everything going on in the world of Japanese pro wrestling and also the Patreon, patreon.com slash Eastern Lariat. There's more <laughs> cool stuff. Me and Dr. Jonathan did a show on the All Japan show. Uh, with Aoyagi and Kojima, the the Triple Crown title show. Um, me and you, Sandre, we got to get back on the five-star Grand Prix soon. Yeah. Um, lots of stuff has happened. I haven't seen the show this morning as we taped, but uh, it's good stuff. And Tiger Castle W, a new episode coming up after a year-long hiatus. Uh, me and my sister talking about Tiger Mass W. Uh, we are going back to the review archive and a uh, new episode on Monday for that. So we finally got it done. All kinds of cool stuff on the Patreon. Uh, Toyota reviews almost all way, almost all the way caught up from my uh, backlog, and there'll be new episodes of that as well, or new written episodes, I guess you could say. Uh, but all kinds of cool stuff on the Patreon. So check that out, patreon.com slash easternlariat, and all the fun stuff going on in all of the shows that I do. Yeah, I I actually was going to say in the, some, uh, yesterday I was going to message you and say, I really wish we could have done the stardom uh, thing on Friday or something because I totally forgot about it. Uh, and I was yesterday I was out celebrating my birthday with my e- uh, ERL friends because I was sick on my birthday. So I was out until very late yesterday. And I remembered when I got home that, oh yeah, I was supposed we haven't recorded the five-star reviews yet. You never even <laughs> told me what you had to eat on your birthday. <laughs> I, I had f- Forikon, a traditional Norwegian dish. And I can tell you what that is after the show is has stopped there but yeah thank you for listening to this this week's episode uh until next time as always be ready wake up and go <laughs> <laughs>